Good evening, and welcome to Weird Mountain, where the men are tough and the sheep are scared. I'm Gomez the Yardman. While the gals are busy doing whatever it is witches do this time of year, I thought I'd take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I also wanted to let you know that things can sometimes get a little strange up on Weird Mountain. Especially this time of year, the veil, she's very thin. What you're about to hear are stories. But are they just stories? The gals say no. Decide for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> Recording in progress. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hello. How, How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm okay, all things considering. I've been so busy that I've been meeting myself in the hallway. Have you ever been that busy? <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> what's that other one you say? You're as busy as a one-armed paper hanger? One-armed paper hanger. <laughs> Which just sounds so crazy, because does anybody even hang paper anymore? Why would you hang paper? What's Wallpaper. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love wallpaper, but you, you know you don't see much of it anymore. No, you don't. That's interesting. Well, it's hard work. Alicia, it's hard work. People don't like to work. <laughs> oh, could I hire somebody to come and clean this? Oh, could I hire somebody to do this thing for me? Oh. And and, hey, then, and then gripe about them it, not doing it. If I've said it once, I've said it a dozen times. I saw Wally. <laughs> If you keep getting other people and other machines to do your damn work, you know what's going to happen. Oh. And you're not going to be happy with it once it's done. No. But, oh, you didn't have to do that messy work. Oh. <laughs> you didn't have to rake your leaves. Oh. Humans uh. were not meant to get their hands dirty. I think I must have got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning because I just want to crack a whip and say, y'all, get to work. Well, is it because you're... Get the you're, and get to working. Is it because you're feisty? Or well, did, I, I is it because you got I, enough sleep? <laughs> no, I did not get enough sleep. <laughs> I, I do periodically, but that's not a regular thing, I'm afraid. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Could it be possible that that happened two days in a row? Uh, well, I've been, uh, you know, just doing the do. And I, I know I, I'm starting to sound like some old crazy old grandma woman. It's like, well, what do you mean you just sit around and watch TV for eight hours? Well, what do you mean? Do you, don't don't you never get outside? Don't you go outside and look at the leaves turning? You know, I'm just I'm turned into that person. I know it. Well, I used I used to I used to have to schedule my outside stuff, and then I just started trying to live outside as much as I could. And now that I'm back with technology, I'm having to try and schedule it again. And yeah. uh, but you know what? It's such beautiful weather. Yesterday, I actually did my computer work outside on the porch and i know people say "Ooh, i would hate to have to do my work at home on the porch but 
man, I'd rather work outside on the porch than inside in somebody else's office, wouldn't you? A million times. It was somebody, I think on maybe Twitter recently, that said, and it's, it's a writer whose work I really admire and whose life I admire. He said, oh, no, I can never write outside because it's just too distracting. Well, when hmm. I go outside, then I am one of the critters out in nature. Yeah. And so out in nature, the squirrels are gathering stuff for the winter, and the bears are doing the same thing, and the leaves are changing colors. That's all their jobs out in nature. And my job out in nature is to take out my little notebook and write. <laughs> so I just feel like I'm like one of the little critters in nature that's just doing her job. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I, I just sink into it, and mm. I feel like I'm part of it. I, love I know that. it's probably delusional, but that's what I do. It, it's not because it's part of the creative process. I like to write music outdoors. Well, for me, it is. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, I, that's a time honored. That's a very old tradition to be outside thinking and doing and creating. It really well, is. Emer Emerson managed it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emerson, like, as Ralph in Ralph Waldo Emerson, he managed yeah. it. I thought Emerson was like, Emerson, nice shoes you got on today. Did you get that? I, dang you, I was drinking coffee when you said that. <laughs> I, I just about saved the computer screen. No, it's oh, all right. Oh, God. <laughs> Lord of mercy, Emerson, nice shoes. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say that if you could see them because I'm wearing sandals. Are you? I'm wearing socks. Yes. I am, I've been cold for... Two solid, three solid days. Oh, I know. We were up, we were up in the high country over the weekend, mm -hmm. and it was windy and freezing cold, and I couldn't get warm. Oh, wow. Now, I, I just haven't adjusted to the season, and I've just decided today I'm not going to sleep in all my clothes again. I'm going to go ahead and get my body adjusted, so I've got on sandals. I've just gone on a pair of plain old leggings and a cotton shirt yeah and that's what i'm going out in today and my body's just going to adjust or it's going to keel over it has it has those two choices you are tough ma'am well i wish i was as tough as i sound well. but you know i gotta i can't be doing with this <laughs> i can't be easing into this Easy. i gotta just like if there was a place i could swim around here like a, a lake that I felt like I could trust the water. How much E. coli is in that lake? I would just go and jump in the lake. Oh. That's exactly what I'd do. And then I'd get out and shake like a dog, try to find a warm warm space to warm up in. That's a good idea, really. You know, though, I, I miss feeling like I can get in the water around here. I haven't felt like that in years. I haven't, oh, God, no. And I, don't, I don't know if it's just because that's a grown-up thing. Once you know what's in the water, you don't want to get in it. Or if it really has gotten worse, then that's why yeah. I don't want to get in it. Yeah. I don't know. I can remember <laughs> Bed Creek used to be my go-to place because it's so easy. It's got a beach. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. It's like being at the ocean without waves. But, man, you never know. When you, you go to Bed Creek, you never know if, like, two days later somebody's going, well, they closed Met the lake at Bed Creek again because, you know, poop. Or whatever it is this week. You're talking about Lake Powhatan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved that place growing up, that and Inca Lake. I, I liked Inca Lake, too, but it had a lot of wealthy people, and I'd be a little bit 
you know, um, I don't know, yeah. didn't fit in or something. But I, I really loved uh, Santitla as well, and the one yeah. where, where I grew up at. And, of course, when we moved to Arden, my mom and dad wanted to get as close to Lake Julian as they could. Because, uh -huh. you know, I remember one of the places we lived in Arden, my dad would walk to the lake and he'd go fishing after work like every other day. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we'd go with him. Sometimes he'd go by himself. He'd always throw the fish back. <laughs> he just did it for the relaxation, I guess. I and guess. different than work. That's true. Well, you know, we had a different idea of entertainment than a lot of people. I remember, please don't laugh, okay? But this is the truth. I remember when I was a young child, my brother and I, and my, my parents took us to the Asheville airport to watch the airplanes land. I'm not kidding. We used to do that. No, we used to do that. And um, my, my little brother loved trains, and my dad would take him down just whatever, whatever railroad crossing there was, and they would just sit and watch trains go by. Oh, wow. Now, we, yeah. we, I think we did a little bit of that once in a while, but we used to do all kinds of weird stuff like that, and it'd be outdoor stuff. Yeah, us too. Yeah. And we'd go on the parkway with jugs of water, and we'd go get water to drink. Uh, like about once once or twice a month we would, and sometimes we'd take it take it to my grandmother, who who liked the spring water like that. Oh, wow, it's so good. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that today. So. No, um, I remember growing up, there were two springs well they're more than that but two that were on the kind of trail on the mountain where i live mm -hmm. and one of them had the it had water that tasted so sweet mm -hmm. and i still can remember the taste of that water it was just almost like drinking uh seven up it was so sweet oh. and lovely nice. so delicious and i'm sure many adults said to me you know there's just there's a big old cow pasture right above that you probably shouldn't drink that water i was <laughs> like but it tastes so good yeah <laughs> and it, you know and here i am i'm 65 and whatever was in the water didn't kill me right probably just made you stronger you know <laughs> yeah, i mean you had to have some water to drink when you're eating a peanut butter sandwich well, i mean yeah. really yeah i drank milk too back then i was a milk drinker me so, too. I was a, I, I went through phases where I was allergic to milk and I couldn't have anything with milk in it. But then I think when I got to be about 13, my my allergies changed. My food allergies did and a lot of things just kind of went away. And so I could have wheat and I could have milk and all that. And I remember that the milk tasted so much different. I, I just finally quit drinking milk uh, probably about five or six years ago, I just said, you know, this is not milk. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't taste like milk anymore. So. Yeah, well, it's like meat doesn't taste like meat. Nope. And milk doesn't taste like milk. Uh, but, I mean, you can get raw milk. Uh, yeah. But you can't But you can't buy it for human consumption. Right. So you have to know somebody who's got a whatever. We... For many, many years, we did not have a cow. We only had a cow for a little while. Yeah. But we got it from a, a neighbor, Miss Tate, and we would go down every Saturday morning and get um, and get fresh milk from her cows mm. and cream. Yeah, that's, I mean, milk used to have cream on the top, and that's yeah. when it tasted good. And yes, I know yeah. it had a big high fat content. Who cares? 
it was milk. It was a glass of milk, you know. Yeah. Um, and that that doesn't exist anymore. And you're right. You have to go to a dairy farm and ask for pet milk. So they have right. to. It's, yeah. it's for my pet. It's for my companion animal. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I I take it that it will. It's raw milk, which means the enzymes haven't been killed by heat. But it also yeah. means that bacteria hasn't been killed by heat either. Right. So right. Oh. it may depend on whether or not you have a strong immune system. Because you know, back in the day when we were around soil and the microbes in soil and E. coli and all that stuff before we totally homogenized our lives, our immune systems were strong. So if you got a little bite of some of that stuff, well, your immune system just went, oh, you're not part of this setup. Out right. you go. Right. People now, their immune systems are shot all to hell. <laughs> yep. And yep, and so many reasons for it. But uh-huh. my brother talks about the immunity challenge. <laughs> and do you remember, of course, humans just make dumb decisions. Maybe not. We, how do we last as long as we have? I, part of it is luck, part of it is providence, part of it, I'm not sure. Part of it is sheer evil. Yeah, but you know what? None of it is because we were smart. <laughs> None of it. Ollie. So what's your brother? What was your brother talking about? The immunity challenge. That's where these dumbasses were out there licking doorknobs and stuff. I mean, did you hear about that? No. Is that like Jackass the movie? Maybe it was. But it is was. Some, is, it, is it on the TikTok? Uh, on the TikTok? It probably is somewhere, but it really got popular, I think, on YouTube as much as, and Twitter as much as anywhere, and it's been several years ago. And it was called the Immunity Challenge, and it was where these people would go out and lick a doorknob in public somewhere, just lick it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is wrong, has got to be wrong in your mind? For and, you to think and they're that, young. They're young and aren't they? Oh, of course they are. Yeah. They don't. They Cause can't. Because they're, they're damn bulletproof. We all were bulletproof at that age. We were. That's when I would drive, you know, without my lights on after dark at 90 miles an hour on the dirt road. Because what's going to kill me? I'm well, going to live forever. Yeah. that's. I got to say me well, too a little bit. I mean, we were just as stupid. Every time people start talking about, oh, that stupid thing them stupid youngins are doing on TikTok, I just go, you know what? We did stupid stuff. If, if we, we had had TikTok, we might be doing that same stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, exactly. And the thing is that we didn't have an audience to show off for, <laughs> except for the three or four people that were with us while we were all doing this stupid ass thing. Yeah. Well, and that... You know, we all do it. It's just, it's a way of culling the herd. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I guess I was just complaining about humans not being too smart. I've got a friend, and I say that because the person is not my enemy, that I don't think. I like this person. I also don't like this person, okay? And I like this person a lot better before I saw her on Facebook. Oh, and huh. Facebook revealed this side to her that I never, I, I never wanted to see. Oh, you know. That's yeah. Well, I've seen it. I, I've seen it on Facebook. You have too. You have, have. too. We've got too much information and access to too much information now. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, somebody, I guess it's just routine that you snoop somebody's profile before you make any contact with them anymore. And so I, I understand that maybe that's smart, but I also know that you don't really get any surprises, good or bad, that way, you know, but I, I can't imagine being a kid now because it's it must be like growing up in a fishbowl because you don't just have your kinfolk and the folks in town that keep an eye on you like I did. You have that and... 3,500 people on your Facebook page and, you know, 2,000 people on your Instagram page and 58,000 people on the TikTok page and 1,400 on a YouTube channel. And, I mean, how do they do it and keep up know. with it and still be kids? And it's they like, don't. They, That's exactly what it is. They don't. But it's, well, when do they have time to just get on the skateboard or put on some roller skates or get on a bicycle and just go and enjoy themselves without wondering about what they look like in profile. Right, without filming it. Yeah. It's, I don't, I'm not sure. They face their own set of challenges, digital challenges. They do, uh, and I see these young women, uh, you know, on Facebook now there's, it, it has a section of reels, which of course I had to laugh about. Oh, reels, is that what we're going to call it now? Well, it's not video. Well, it ain't reels either, whoever figured that out. Anyway, so I don't look at those reels, but I see them. And there was a young, young girl today who was doing something with her makeup. And I thought, oh, gosh, she's so pretty. I wonder if she knows that she's pretty. And then it came to me immediately, no, she doesn't have a clue. In fact, she thinks she's ugly. She thinks she's, oh, she compares herself to all these other people, and they are so pretty, and she is just so, oh, uh, and she's kind of desperate to do this this fancy makeup tip. And I see that more and more, especially with young women who just seem to be desperate to yeah. get any kind of attention, and it, it breaks my heart. It, it breaks my heart, too. Um, it, it also makes me a little suspect of many people you know when yeah. i see I mean, yes. for somebody like you and me i don't i don't know about you but i can scan a page and i can get a lot of information about a person and yep. not just where they used to work but you can see on the needy scale where they're at if they if they crave attention you can almost tell the ones that are getting desperate. And sometimes you can tell. Yeah, you know. that's true. And it's just, um, there. yeah, you get these, you pick up a story that's behind the posts. And a lot of the time it's going to be based on the posts. And so yeah. <laughs> that kind of brings us back to the beginning of the conversation about this. I've got this friend and because of the friend's posts, I'm, I just, I've learned stuff that has surprised and disappointed me and I've had to talk to my own self about practicing what I preach on some stuff. But I'm, uh, the friend I think, I, I used to think of this person as just, you know, 
upstanding, super good brain, super good brain, and, and just way out in their field uh, because of their brain and how they could figure things out and manage to be in the right place at the right time. And because of the lies and things that they've been taken in over the last six or seven years, I've watched, oh. I've watched their personality change. Yeah. And they're almost unrecognizable now. The last yeah. time I spoke to this person, they were just shouting and, and saying this stuff that was so ridiculous and so out of whack with reality. And they completely believed it. So, it's a shame to watch that. It is. So let me just say, folks, if you're feeling needy, I'm not telling you not to post. Maybe somebody will get that and reach out to you and be good to you. But maybe somebody will reach out to you and take advantage of you. But just know that every post you make, everything you do, can be seen and figured out. Nobody is invisible if they're posting. No, mm -mm. no, not at all. Nope. And so, it's, I mean, it's a good argument for you because you can say, well, one of the reasons that I don't mind posting is because I'm transparent. My, my words and my actions agree. And so that's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, I hope some? that's true with yeah. me, but... And I know you and I both, we've talked about this before, is that people think they know everything about me because they see me in social media. Mm -hmm. But I only post on social media what I want them to know. Well, that's true. I mean, you actually have other responsibilities that don't get talked about online. And I also have other resources so that, that if I am too. sad or uh, anxious or whatever... I am unlikely to post that in a blanket post on mm -hmm. Facebook and saying, oh, I'm just so weak and vulnerable right now. Please say nice things about me. I'm very unlikely to ever do that. Right. Because in the instance that I'm feeling weak and vulnerable, that's the last place I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm not going to trust a bunch of people that I've never met. Yeah, I'm going to call people that I know love me and say, I'm feeling pitiful. Right. Let's go get coffee. I'll tell you, that's one thing that's good about our community. Our community <laughs> has, has that, that ethic about them to help each other. Yes, For and them. that is really true, and that's not just, you that's, know. But that's not just lip service to a concept. Uh-uh, No, it I've really seen is. it in action. I've taken, take, taken, taken with thanks the shelter, the, you know, at the cottage from you. And, but I've also watched you reach out to other people. I've watched people just reaching out through COVID. I know I yeah. bitch all the time yeah. about stuff, but I have seen things that really made an impression on me. Yeah, you know. me too. Yeah. Me too. So, when people would take a step out from their own busy life mm -hmm. or grief-filled life or whatever, mm -hmm. challenging life, and say to somebody else, maybe somebody they only know on Facebook that lives across the country from mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And say, what can I, what can I do for you? What can I do for your mama? Yeah. And it's that's beautiful to behold. We did the uh, the full moon circle last night that we do pretty much every month on the full moon. Mm 
and it is such a sweet little community of people. It's it's between fifty and a hundred people every time, and and they they're so happy to see each other and happy to be with each other, even though they are not in fact seeing each other or with each other. <laughs> but we've created this little another little imaginary space where our community is thriving. And I told them last night that chances are we're going to get back to doing full moons pretty soon. Here, live, we're going to just go ahead and bite the bullet and ask everybody to be vaxxed and masked or whatever. And I said, but I promise you that we're going to keep doing this here. Because somebody who lives in Australia can't come right. down to downtown and come to our full moon. Right. But yes. they can come to the full moon when, we, when it's done on Facebook Live. So what it means is that as far as being a temple goes, we are going to have to double up everything we do. Right. So we're going to have to do it live, and then we're going to have to do it online. In, in the digital temple. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, true. We live those digital lives. I told you that theory before that there's a 96% chance that we are all just digital and don't know it. We're just. God, I hope so. That'd make my teeth stop hurting. <laughs> I could just think of myself as digital. These are my digital teeth. <laughs> my digital teeth. Ooh, I like that. That sounds well, so hip. My digital and at teeth. Some, at, at some point, given my family history, I will have digital teeth. <laughs> they will have been created on some kind of 3D imaging system, and they'll be right in my mouth. That 3D imaging system is so interesting to me. It is to me too. Uh, it's, it's sci-fi stuff. Oh, 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 Byron, I'm so excited. I, I, gosh, I can't believe I haven't talked to you about this yet. What? Get, my world is rocking right now. Because tonight, Dune, the new movie is coming oh out. Oh my gosh, I know. I've been answering Dune questions on social media for days. Oh, you have? Oh my God, I love Dune. I, Ooh, I, <laughs> I there love was, that. There, there was some promo piece. Oh yeah, we should totally talk about Dune. There was some promo piece that Alex Bledsoe posted. He said, now this was, a, this is a hell of a typo. And it was talking about how they they were setting up a breeding system, you know. Yeah. Uh, but instead they said breeding system. <laughs> you, you need to go on Facebook and find that because it's hilarious. I will. I will. I don't <laughs> scan my own account when I'm working because uh, I don't have enough time to. So it's probably yeah. when I was working. But, oh. oh, I can't wait. I, and I wanted to tell you something. We were talking about the ancestors the last time we were talking, you know. Yes, ma'am. And I, I, I'm, I don't know why, but I meant to tell you that, that the Dune book is how I think of my ancestors, too. When we talk oh. about the unknown masses of them. Yeah. You know, I know we were prolific breeders, probably. You know, and there's probably a whole bunch of us back there that I don't know, and there they are. I think of them the same way as uh, the Benny Jesuit. The yes. same. It, it, do you? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up big, though. I, well, you know, the, the story is such a huge story that there is no way a two-hour movie or however long this one is, there is no way that it could 
be complete. So it's just going to have to pick and choose. They'll have to pick and choose the most marketable sections of the story to put out there. So probably what we're going to see is going to be a lot of over-the-top special effects where they're fighting. We're going to see a lot of sandworms. Uh, yeah, we'll probably see a lot of uh, sandworms. I just love that whole thought that humanity has to live on worm shit. You know? Me too. Well, we do. <laughs> There's a lot of irony in in the story. that The whole story of Dune has got plot, subplot, subplot within a subplot. Oh, yeah. It, it's just got so many layers to it. It's incredibly sophisticated writing and storytelling. It is, and, you know, it went on to have many, many books, even after Frank Herbert died. So mm-hmm. what, what happened was his son, Brian Herbert, got together with another sci-fi writer, and they just continued the story. So Frank Herbert wrote the first five books, and it's interesting to me because I, I really loved the books, all of them. And I devoured the books, devoured them, and have consistently read those books through through the years, you know. And I I did not care for book number six and beyond. It just took it in a direction that that Brian or uh, Frank Herbert wouldn't have gone, I think. But yeah. but whatever, I'm not I'm willing to give that a try again. But you see, that's that's six books down the line, and this is. The first new movie in in many years. The yeah. last movie had uh, Sting in it. That's right. Oh my God. And he was uh, Baron yeah. Vlad Harkin's yeah. nephew, and I forget his name in the book. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but it, he was just you know it was that too was over the top. And, hey, man, he was sexy and tough. Yeah, he was. Who uh, who do you know any of the actors in this movie? Do you know anything about the movie coming out? Tonight? I've just seen kind of trailers for it. Um, I read an interview with the director. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it looks good, but, you know, they're they're going to give it the Lord of the Rings treatment and the, uh, what is it, Game of Thrones treatment. Uh-huh. And I hope they don't obliterate the storytelling in all of this special effects and costume. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one of the best storylines ever. Oh, it's a wonderful... And it's a classic storyline, really. I I would say that those books had the most influence on me of any fiction books. Oh, well, that's that's amazing. Yeah, when it comes to fiction, yeah. And, you know, I was... I got into those books early. I, I got into the books before I understood all the things that it was talking about. And so I feel like... That's part of the reason it had such a big effect on me, because I was one of those people, if I liked this, a book, I'd go back and read it again. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? Still do that. I still, I still do that, too. I just picked up a book at the shop called Brain Magic. Oh, how is it? Have you started it yet? I have not opened it. I haven't opened it yet. Uh, as far as entertaining myself, it's going to be this, this movie as soon as I can get enough time in my schedule, I'm going to stream it on some device somewhere (laughs) and see what the deal is. Uh, I considered that the storyline was more about the Bene Gesserit 
than it yes. was about the Atreides family line. Did well, you? but you can't, I guess you can't really impact one without the other, though. Oh, yeah. Well, you're so right. They really weave in and out. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they do the effects of the blue eyes. Me too. Because last time, what they did, it just kind of, it didn't, it looked weird, and it, it was very distracting, and it didn't yeah. look real. So, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're about to watch New Dune and we think we'll like it. Oh, yes. You know, so worthy. It really is such a worthy book. And for, especially for, uh, I think, for American pagans. Maybe. I don't know. American pagans. Uh, well, there's I a lot of ecology in it. There is, but American pagans aren't into that. Well, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be I mean, a good book for It's like, I, I wish American pagans could read or see Dune and be deeply affected by that. But they will see it as another opportunity to cosplay. I was like, oh, God, did you see what Atreides was wearing? I want to wear that. I'm going to make me one of those. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they'll be That's a lot what of they're going to get. They're going to get the hairstyles. Oh, uh, well, okay. And if they pick up some of the other good habits, that'd be all right. Yeah. It would be, but it's unlikely. You, you know, one recurrent theme in the Dune books is that if you want to be superior, you have to practice consistently all the time. Yeah, I wonder if they'll get that. Oh. That'd be good. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt. I doubt they're going to get it. So, do you think you'll Do you think you'll watch it anytime soon? No, I won't. I won't be able to take two hours off. It's two, it's more than two hours. Though. Is it? I think so. Anyway, I won't be able to take that kind of time off till after Salon. Okay. So maybe that first week in November. I mean, unless something falls through, okay. and I'm left with, oh, I got two hours. I know what I'm gonna do. Well, but you know, I'm still gardening. I still got a bunch of stuff to can. And I'm still prepping these dang apples that I picked last Friday. So. How how are they? And what kind oh, did you? They're delicious. Are they? Oh my gosh, they're so good. Are they really firm? Uh, yeah, they are. So uh, you think they'll be good cooking apples? No, I'm a I'm a excited out of them. So I'm I'm cleaning them, peeling them, coring them, slicing them, putting them in the freezer, which will soften them up. Then once everything is done. Um, I will, we will get out the press because we got a fruit press. Oh, we'll press wonderful. it all into juice and then I'll lay down some hard cider. Wow. Yeah, like I've not got enough to do. I and Ilsa, let me just say, Ilsa, woman that I love, child of my heart, uh, is sending me a big old box full of yarn. I heard. And I'm going to be, I mean, I'm knitting now, but I'll be knitting like a fool when that stuff comes. Um, we were talking about it the other day, and she said, what do you think Byron will do with it? And I said, there is literally no telling what you're going to end up doing with it. Well, I can't hardly <laughs> wait to see it. I hope, Nils, I hope you send it soon. Yeah. And I'm glad she's doing a little bit better, aren't you? She seems to be doing okay. I think she has had hard times in her life so so many times. I mean, just since I've known her, she's mm -hmm. had hard times. Yeah. And she's and she's resilient. Mm -hmm. And the she takes she takes care of her family and her land and herself mostly. I mean, we all could be better about our self care, but 
she's pretty she's pretty good about all of that. She has a good support system too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very uh, smart. Yeah, I mean, we can say that about a lot of people. We know I can say that about you, and you can say it about me that we've yeah. we've lived through some hard times, and it makes us it makes us thoughtful and resilient. I think, and maybe kinder than we might otherwise have been. I think that's true for sure. I was going to say that's also kind of a a characteristic of people on the fringe in in our society, our group of people, because I feel like. A lot of us get here because, not just because they're led here from their blood and from their ancestry, but I think a lot of people become fascinated with this part, this type of life that we have, and they get into it for the wrong reason. But if you're just coming in for the aesthetics because it looks cool, then um, you know whatever. Go check out the shop. <laughs> Oh my God! But uh, I, I I ranted about that on somebody's page yesterday. <laughs> I am bone weary of all these people cosplaying being witches and taking no responsibility for being a witch yeah. because witches have jobs to do. They have more more responsibility than most people would ever think about. That's exactly right. And also that word, it may be cute for you to. Well, this, the person who posted it said, I'm tired of these people waltzing around in their underwear talking about their quote-unquote coven. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, dang. And, you know, we use that word so easily in social media, which, yeah. but these people, like I said in that post, is that there are people dying somewhere in the world right now, today, somebody's going to die because they were accused of being a witch. And they're going to be murdered by their neighbors. So how does that make you feel? Yeah. Well, but that's not the kind of witch I'm talking about. I'm talking about the aesthetic of being a witch. Well, that's not being a witch. Well, it's not being a witch. That's like Halloween 365. So enjoy it. Right. Uh, it's fine. I, you don't have to have my approval. Right, no. No, it's a good thing because you don't. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's the word I used was responsibility. That most people you yes. never you never hear that word anymore, do you? No. <laughs> but we we have responsibilities, and part of the reason that we keep up with them is because we understand the flashback. If we don't, you see, right? Well, uh, and because we know the people who have been run off the road because they had the wrong set of bumper stickers on their car. Right. We know the people whose house got burnt out. We know the people who lose their job or their children because they practice a, a religion that is not popular. We know the people who uh, make a little girl's life miserable in school because of something like yes. that. Yes, yes. We actually know the people. Yeah. Do you know one serious practitioner that hasn't had no, some type no. of persecution no, because don't. of it? Me neither. Because once you step out, and if you use that particular word, there could be all kind of people who are like, wow, well, that's just a bunch of baloney. And then there are going to be people who go, well, handmaiden of Satan, I think I've got some things to say or do to you. <laughs> and so maybe they live in a place that is beautiful and everyone is enlightened, but I'd like to know where that place is that ain't Iceland or Norway. Do you think Norway is beautiful and enlightened? Oh, way more than we are. Oh, God, way more. Wow. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, the Nordic countries. No. Ah. Uh, that is a rabbit hole we are not going to go down today because I know you wanted to keep it short. Yeah, 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 I did. Um, and I wanted, because I've got to get off the phone and go get back on the phone with the card company now. So the Divinator deck is is in process and it's just the scariest weird feeling. I don't, know. Don't you know? It is scary. Yep. And I've got to give you that new bag. I'll bring it by the shop tomorrow and leave it because I've got to come by. You're going by the shop too, so yeah. I'll leave it for you at the shop. Thank you. Thank you. You yeah. are. And, and the book is about halfway finished, so that, you know, we're almost ready for that. The uh, the pouches uh, mm-hmm. are 25 of them are finished, and she is en route to finishing the others. Awesomeness. Well, we are, we're in a really good place, everybody. Yes. Well, y'all, thanks for listening to us one more week, one more time of listening to us going on and on and on. <laughs> and uh, and remember your ancestors and remember your P, to mind your P's and Q's, as my grandmother used to say. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what that means, your P's and Q's. P's and carrots? No, P's and Q's. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I'll post it on the page. Well, a P and a Q are the same thing, except one's flipped around the other way. Well, golly, that is really true, isn't it? So, mind your P's and Q's. Don't, I don't know. Don't flip. I don't know. I'm going to look it up, though. I'm going to use my <laughs> handheld computer device, which is charging in the other room. All right. You do that. I hope everybody has good dreams. This is a time okay. of year. Y'all go to bed and think about where you're going to fly off to. And when you uh, wake I up, dream, write it down. I dreamed, I dreamed of my friend David last night. Uh, and... David was standing in my backyard looking up at the moon. <laughs> Is it? And I, I was trying to say, hey, David. David's just looking up, just looking up at the moon like, what is going on up there? It was, it was silly. And somebody dreamed, oh, God, I know we were stopping. This is really avalanche <laughs> goodbye. Isn't it? So somebody contacted me, and she said she'd had a dream about me, and, you know, she never had before, and we don't know each other very well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she said, and then you made the soup, and it was mostly onions, with noodles and two slices of bologna on top. And I was like, now that is a vivid dream when you can dream that kind of soup. It's like uh, it's like Studio Ghibli soup, isn't it? What do you what do you uh, think it symbolizes? I have no idea. When she, she said, said two slices of bologna on top, I thought, well, that's an Appalachian storyteller right there. Well, and in that. There's going to be some bologna in it somewhere. <laughs> yes, that's a, yes, you got it. Craig used to go around saying, hit me with a side of ham. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good to talk to you, ma'am. Yeah, you to, too. To be with all of y'all. It, it really and is. Don't forget to get you some good bologna to go on top of your soup. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.